Hello everybody. Welcome. You are here in my mind. In my mind is with Stephen Taylor. Stephen Taylor, not traditional Russian name, or Slovakian, or Czechoslovakian, or even Czech Republic name. Are these all same place? I don't know. I'm very single-minded. But here we are, we're doing the voice. We do this voice, but I want to apologize because where we are, we don't have the very good internet. The internet is existent, but not existent, you see? Let's starting show. Well, I won't do the accent for very much longer, but it's still fun to do. You can count to three. I can't count to three in Russian or any other language, except maybe Spanish. <laughs> that was, um, I don't particularly know why I um, did that. But hey, look, it's interesting. It's fun. It's a funky fresh. No, you don't like, you don't like when I'm versing the hot the hot topics that um that went skewed pretty quick but hey look it's december spoke about this last time it's around that time of the year where the year is ending it's wrapping up we're thinking about what we've done and all the things we've accomplished and i'm sitting near near my tree my my um real tree and it's got lots of prezzies under it now which is a good sign for this early in December. It's nice to be nice and caught up with the gifts because we all know how, how last minute gifts go. They're generally not that good, you know? So I feel like this year I've thought, I've thought a lot about presents and I don't know if it's cause my, my wife's been right on top of it or because my son is like learning more about Christmas and wanting to be, get, get more involved in it, you know, buy the stockings and hanging up the decorations and all that kind of stuff. I think he's at like the crucial age where they need to figure out how to gift things and give things in a positive way and not just get things because they can get things, you know, so... Yeah, he's doing well. He he said that he wants to get presents for all his friends, you know, and all these out no not outlandish gifts, but stuff that's not necessarily going to cost him money. It's going to cost me money to um to you know he's hustling me. You know, kids are kids are the ultimate hustlers. You know, they don't see it themselves. It's like the subtle hustle. You know, they um say they want something, and then they kind of guilt you into it or they work really hard and feel like they do deserve it. So then you almost feel obliged to give them because you can't be that cold. You can't be so cold to your own children. And when they do something of note or worthy to feel like they earned that gift, you can't not oblige them. Or if you, you know, you feel quite uh, guilty, I guess, if you, um, if you don't. But, um, yeah, I feel for, for me, I've personally spoiled my child a little bit, maybe because he is the only one, but I've definitely spoiled him, um, for better or worse, but I think he's, he's coming up. Okay. He's definitely, um, definitely never wants anything. 
or the things that he wants, he doesn't really see it as a want. You know, you get told in life there's needs and luxuries. Then a need is a roof over your head. A need is food. A needs water. You, know, you need those to survive. A job, you need a job to survive for the most part. Um, and a luxury is a car. <laughs> You know, because worse comes to worse. You don't actually need a car. You could just walk everywhere, you know, despite what people think. Oh, I live in the bush. I need a car. Well, you do and you don't, you know. You could easily not drive anywhere, you know. I know a lot of us didn't drive anywhere for three months of the year. But we won't We won't dive into such, um, such topics because it's not... It's not my place to talk about those things. Like I said on the last episode, it's not my it's not my thing. It's not my jam. It's not my um, my niche, as it were, to um, delve into those kinds of topics. I'm here to keep it funky fresh and just talk about what's going on in my life and uh, and and my thoughts and share my views on stuff. And I want to share a view on um, on fans, just pedestal fans normal stock standard fans and the comparison of fans last summer i bought this nice fan like an industrial fan that sh- shoots out a lot of air and you know it's like a it's like a machine gun and it's it's loud like one too it's an aggressive fan and it aggressively pushes air towards you which is a positive but also a negative because it is so loud and it's been great until it's got like three prong legs and they've just, it's like they're metal legs, but they've been wrapped in like a wood grain vinyl. So it, it looks wood, but it's definitely not wood. And even though I paid, uh, I, I guess top dollar for it, it's definitely not worth it. Because now that it's been dropped a couple of times, it's just it just pushes air up. <laughs> so like, you know, pedestal fans they sit in one spot and they you know rotate from side to side. This one doesn't even rotate anymore. It's only a year old. Um, it, it doesn't rotate. It just sits there stationally, clicks when it tries to rotate, and it doesn't push the air forward. It just pushes the air up, <laughs> and uh, I think it's because because uh, it's been because it's been dropped. The blades have just gone skewed, and I tried to bash them out with a hammer and stuff. And look, it's just not working. All right, so that's the one spectrum of this fan is that it's it's a top quality fan, but now it's rubbish. And then my wife bought a fan from another place, and it was twenty bucks. And it's quiet. It produces a sufficient amount of air. It's actually half the size of the other fan. It's yeah, it's quiet and it's it's doing well. It's plastic, so like nothing's gonna like bend like the metal did on the other one. So, and it's black. It goes with our decor. I'm quite a big believer in. Um, I'm not actually. I don't know why I said that. Uh, I'm looking at my furniture now across the room, and there's stuff that's like dark wood. Then that's a lighter wood, and that's like um, chip wood, chipboard, or whatever it is, wrapped in like a wood grain vinyl. What happened? What happened to like 
building stuff with wood? Is it cheaper to mulch wood? Is it cheaper to recycle wood and then press it and glue it together to make the chip wood and then just wrap it in vinyl? Is that cheaper than like sustainably growing a tree and then taking said tree and turning it into a table or a cupboard? I'm not quite sure about that one. But anyway, a lot of things these days are the chip wood with the vinyl wrap. Anyway, there's some that are light colors and dark colors, and then the trees like a dark and, and green. There's some more chip wood over there as a shelf. Um, we've rearranged our living room. I'm doing this in the in the living room. I usually do it at the table, looking at um, looking outside. But now I'm just staring at my TV and stockings and board games and such. And it's, it's different. I'm sitting on the lounge. I'm like comfortable, more relaxed. I might do this every time. Just get nice and relaxed and like settled in and nice and cozy. Anyway, enough about that. Um, my wife actually got me an early Christmas present, which is um, she must have seen it on, on, online, I guess. And it's one of those shirts that you can print an image on. Yeah, and um, the image is, it's a nice photo of her, but it's like over, it's just one photo of her face and it's plastered all over the shirt and overlap, overlapping itself. So it's just her face on this shirt and um, it's awesome. I wish I wore it more, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to overwear it. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to, you know, it starts to lose the novelty if you just went out every day and wore, you know, a joke shirt, you know, like they're funny sometimes. It's like when someone gives you a compliment on how good a shirt looks and then you continue to wear that shirt, you know, like you, the compliments get less and less and then you start to wonder, is it me or the shirt that they really like, you know? Obviously, it's the, um, it's the shirt that people like. Generally, you know, people are quite honest. For the most part, some are, some aren't. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so it, it's a great gift. I don't know the website or where you got it, but that's definitely, that's top five gifts I've ever gotten is a shirt with my wife's face all over it. It's great. Um, I'll, I'll take a photo of it later today and I'll, I'll put it on my gram. I'll put it on my Instagram, the gram you know, and then you can all stare at my shirt and I'll take a photo with my lovely wife next to it as well. So you can see her face in real life and then on the shirt and you can see how similar they are. It'd be weird if she picked an image and it wasn't her face. (laughs) If she chose the image to be put on the shirt and then that just didn't happen. (laughs) Be, yeah, it'd be strange if, you know, it was she chose her face and they chose to put America Fiera on there or something like that, you know, that'd be so strange. Um, I'm just going to sip my coffee because it's um, that time of day where I can sip coffee. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to get on like a big gender inequality thing. But I, I, I did I did read a couple of days ago that uh, Ellen Page 
well, formerly Ellen Page, is um, she she came out as tran- transgender and she identifies as a man, I think it works. I'm not really versed in how it works. It's, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Cause it's quite a, I think for me, it's a, it's a bit of a new thing, you know, that, um, definitely not the, or even equality of, uh, trans gay and straight. Like it's, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a brave new world, you know? And I think only, only positive is going to come from it. You know, I do think it's awesome that people can um, have their own identities and believe what they want to believe. You know, that's awesome and all that. But uh, uh, yeah, um, what I'm saying is that props to her. I mean, to struggle with your own idea. I've never had that issue. I think I've struggled with like just personality traits and trying to grow into myself more than like trying to grow into like... Um, a kind of sexuality like some people have um have struggled to like find their gender and find out who they truly are like for me it's more about trying to figure out if i'm more thai or if i'm more australian or if i'm more irish or british you know what i mean because that's yeah that's the that's more of a struggle that i deal with is trying to work out um of all those cultures, which one do I like the most and want to side, not necessarily side with, but what one do I want to like pick more traits from, you know, uh, obviously a good one being Thai is like the openness to be open and accept, you know, you could, you know, that's a part of like being, I'm not Buddhist, but to have like Buddhist beliefs is just, just to love everyone and love all and, um, come what may, as it were. And, um, and then being like a quarter Irish, you you know, I just like drinking. I like drinking more now than I'm an adult. I don't get me wrong. I did love drinking, um, when I was younger for what it gave me because I got drunk, but now I just like drinking and I'm starting to like drinking too much. That it's, um, I don't drink a lot. I'll say that. I don't drink a lot, but I drink enough to know that I do like drinking. And if I had to drink for a week, I would happily drink for a week. That would be very, very nice. Um, but anyway, going back to what I was saying about um, uh, Ellen Page, she's changed her name to Elliot Page. She's Elliot Page now. And I'm still trying to work my head around it that just not it probably, it probably wasn't a decision that was made overnight, but how it's perceived on the internet and, you know, on social media and that it's like, it just happened. And, you know, everybody's shocked and her and her family or they's, uh, I don't, I think they is the correct term. It's family is probably not shocked by it because, you know, they probably knew about it way before the media even turned heads. And look, I think it's awesome, eh? And I just think it's interesting how quickly it, it changed. And she was, um, and now she's Elliot Page. And it's good that um, she's on a show or they is on a show. I'm sorry, I'll try and keep correcting myself, but I find it, uh, you know, 
a bit hard to not see her as the um the the girl from Juno, the teen pregnant that's like the daughter of Jennifer Garner and her boyfriend's Michael Sarah. Like it's still hard for me to shake that image. And it's hard for me to see um her not as like the protege to Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. Like I'm still struggling with that bit. That's the part I'm struggling with because I've seen her so much on film and television that she doesn't change and her acting pedigree doesn't change, but it's just going from she's now Elliot and not Ellen. That's the part I'm struggling with, I think, you know, which is I'll get there. You know, we all get there. It's like when Snoop Dogg changed his name to Snoop Lion, you know, we all got there eventually. And then by the time we, everyone started calling him Snoop Lion, he just changed back, you know, to, it was like Puff Daddy and P Diddy, you know, like it, it eventually people just realize and then get over it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's the part I'm struggling with is to just visually recognize that she has gone this change. And I don't know her personally at all, you know, and I dare say I'm not going to meet her, but I am happy for the situation. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I think it's a really progressive and cool thing. Um, yeah, so that's like, that's, I, I don't, it's not even news, eh? You know, and it's not even like, and I'm not just, I'm not talking about it to like kick up a stir or like have a, um, have a whinge about it. You know, I, th- I think it's great. I think it's such a cool thing. Like I said, you know, it's such a progressive thing. And it's awesome to see that in my lifetime, I'm getting to see all this progress and all this, all this stuff. It's like, I mean, it's not like a massive cultural wave, like, um, uh, like Dr. Martin Luther King walking, um, you know, protesting in, in the Selma and like across the, the, that bridge and that, you know, it's not crazy waves like that, but it's like actors and it's like people just in general, like, just come to terms with who they think they are, you know, and that's awesome. Isn't that a cool thing? That's a great thing. You know, I wish, no, I don't wish, I don't wish that I had a, a gender crisis because I probably just would, cause I'm from a country town. I would just bury my head in the sand and, you know, you just do whatever you've been raised, <laughs> I guess, you know, cause it's that single minded and my auntie would have none of it. She would, you know, you got boy parts, you're a boy, you got girl parts, you're a girl, you know, that's my honey. And I'm not going to verbally bash her. She's, um, she is what she is. Hey, look, man, it is what it is. Look, genders are genders. It is, it is what it is. But people are going to do what people are going to do. And I think it's awesome progressive and I think it's great. Um, but yeah, like I said, I didn't bring it up as a negative, but it's just, it's also interesting that we perceive that as news, you know, like she, is she, she got nominated for an Oscar for Juno. I'm pretty sure. And I feel like she got nominated for a acting award for the umbrella umbrella Academy that she's in now on Netflix. That's what I was going to say. Actually, Netflix, uh, that show, she's continuing to do her role in that show as Elliot page now. And that's awesome too. You know, that's cool that we're in, like I said, a progressive age where that's not going to be detrimental to her career her star is just going to keep on rising and rising. And that's awesome too. 
know, that's great. Um, it's good that she's not going to lose out because of it, you know. And then, and it's probably even worse that some actors or even athletes have lost out because they've had you know a, a gender crisis where they're not sure if they're a man or or a woman or they or i feel like it it is probably not the nicest one i feel like they is a nice one you know apart from he she i feel like they is a nice one that's a nice one to be um i don't think i have come across are they yet? I mean, you know, you do eventually. I mean, where I came from, I never thought I'd ever see a homosexual or a lesbian. And then I seen them all uh, when I moved out of my hometown, which is great. You know, more power to them. I actually had a, um, I was, you know, I was a little bit, homophobic more to the point of I didn't understand it and it was um just being a single-minded pig head you know I don't care anymore you know who cares you know you want to love who you love you want to hang out with who you want to hang out with I don't care you know that's not going to ruin my day if you want to love a man or love a woman or love a they who cares you know as long as you're happy and you're not trying to push push your stance on other people and you're just more than happy to live and be happy, then that's fine. That's all good. That's happy with that, eh? Is what it is. Um, yeah, I was like a little bit homophobic, but like I said, it was more to the point of like not understanding it and not getting to know people. You know, you see like the objectification and what's pervaded on screen and TV and you just don't get it. You just think, oh, that's like that song, the Macklemore Ryan Lewis song. You know, it's like that's gay. It gets dropped on the daily. You know, that's that sucks that it's like an insult. You know, um, because it's not. You're just saying like, yeah. Anyway, um, but anyway, I t- I t- I uh, worked for this guy as a chef, and he was um, a gay homosexual. And I told him, I said, look, I'm, but he would say like suggestive things that I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with. So I said, Hey, look, I'm from a country town. I'm a little bit homophobic. And what you're saying is like a little bit off putting for me. You know, I don't really like it. And then he went on a rant. He was like, Oh, you brought up Catholic Christian. You believe the Bible and all that little, little, you know, I didn't bring up the Bible or anything, but he just started like verbally lashing me. And I was like, Hey, look, I'm sorry, but it's the way I was raised. It's hard to not see it, you know, cause that's just, you know, a byproduct of my um, upbringing in my social setting, you know, and you know, all this verbal lashings and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, he went down, had a smoke. I just kept, you know, working or whatever. And I was, you know, obviously felt bad telling him. But he needed to know that I was uncomfortable in the situation, you know. If I was saying that to a girl in the kitchen and she said nothing and then was damaged from it, I'm the bad guy, 
You know what I mean? If she said something to me, say, hey, that's enough. That's that's not on. I would immediately apologize and say, no, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry that I said those things. It was wrong of me to say and be suggestive in that manner. Anyway, so then he came up and he said, look, you can hate me for my personality, but not my sexuality. And I said, you're very right. And you're right. I do hate you for your personality. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But... um. But I thought that was, and that's how I chose to look at it now. And from that point, you know, the homophobicness was like banished from me as soon as he said that. He said, hate someone. He said, hate someone for their personality, not their sexuality, which, you know, like I said, it changed the way that I looked at it. You, know, you can just dislike someone because of their, you can't dislike someone because of their, um, sexual views or even religious views or anything like that. You know, you can only not like them for, we can't not like anybody. Everyone on this earth has some positive quality that you can look to and look up to and like. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough. You can respect everybody and everybody can have different views or the same views, whatever. doesn't matter. That's not what we're here to talk about. Um, but that's it. I just wanted to share that and say that, you know, more power to Elliot Page, you know, good on you for doing what, um, doing what you want to do. You know, that's awesome. That's a great thing, you know, for anybody to go through and, and do that is awesome. You know, it's, um, like I said, it just shows how progressive and awesome it is. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, so from then on, that's how I, um, that's how I perceive it now. I don't choose to hate anybody for religious reasons or, um, I won't say hate, like dislike, you know, or not get along with. I'm, yeah, I'd rather say that, you know, there's some people you just choose not to get along with, not necessarily choose to hate because hate's a powerful word and a strong word and a hate and a very yeah, just a strong word. It's a strong thing to hate something. Like when people say they hate coriander, I can don't understand that. I get you can dislike it, but coriander does not taste like detergent. I'm very sorry, but growing up eating my, my fair share of coriander in things and using it commercially and in my personal life, coriander is delicious. It is delicious. It's actually a little bit disparaging and disheartening when people throw so much uh, shade on the coriander, right? It's great. In, in my eyes, it's not a cilantro. It's a coriander. I don't know cilantro. That's the American thing. But um, look, coriander, we're all right. With any food, there's not one food or flavor that I dislike. Um, actually, I don't enjoy Sambuca, the flavor of licorice. I don't enjoy that all that much. Black licorice, I don't necessarily enjoy. For some reason, red licorice is okay. I don't know the flavor compound and um, scientific difference between the two, but red licorice is okay. I don't, I don't like um, black licorice at all. Um, maybe I haven't had the right one. Maybe that's a factor. 
Or maybe I just don't want licorice. I'm an adult. I can choose what I want and what I don't. You know, I don't need that licorice. It's a luxury to have it. So anyway, anyway, so I've been playing the Xbox as you do, right? I've been playing. I did a, I did an episode, an episode of, um, on this podcast, on this podcast of, um, how much, how excited I was for the Avengers game and how like good it was. And now it sucks because now there, I haven't checked recently because I've just been staying away from it because it just sucks to hear about a game that you like and the community is just bashing, just like verbally bashing. And it's for good reason too, because it's like really buggy. And at first you just think, oh, it's just because it's at that um, stage where bugs pop up and you just have to like fix them. But it's it's just constant, eh? It's just... And they said they were going to do like a character drop soon and then nothing's come of that. So I've just got to... I'm having a bit of problems with my hips. So I've got to move around a bit. So if my voice goes all scattered and stuff, it's because I'm trying to maneuver my hip into a comfortable spot where it's not feeling like it's crushing. Um, and they said they were going to do a character drop of like three characters and then as far as i know there's no character drop then i gotta wait till next year and actually last weekend when i was looking into it they had a 96 percent drop in players 96 percent over a weekend and like i think over that weekend um assassin's creed valhalla came out the um xbox series s and x came out and the new call of duty came out so like it's understandable that your player count drops but 96 percent is huge that is a huge percentage of player droppage just like that because and it wouldn't be just because a new game came out you know like people can wait for games you know, where we are only human. Um, that's massive. And it sucks because it's got all the potential to be this really, really good game. And now it's just being squandered. It would not surprise me if um, the production companies or like the guys that made it, I think Square Enix made it, um, if they just wash their hands of it, eh? It would not surprise me at all. And it sucks because... Who doesn't want to be Iron Man? You know, he's my favorite character in the game. And now I've got no desire to be him because I've got no desire to play the game that I feel, you know, the production company's given up on. And it sucks. Because as we know, and as I've talked about many a time, is that I love... Marvel and I love everything Marvel orientated. I'm wearing a um, I'm not actually, I thought I was wearing a Marvel shirt, but I'm wearing like a sweat rashy because I'm trying to trying to cut, trying to shred before I work out. You know, I just no, it's after I work out actually. I like, I just like to sweat sometimes. You know, sometimes when you have a workout and you want to, you know, just 
feel your muscles swollen. And then other times you just want to, um, you just want to sweat. That's what I feel like today. I feel like, yeah, I'm just going to go in the hot sun and just do some curls and skip rope and stuff and just get a sweat, just get a, a nasty sweat going so I can have a nice cold shower. Cause where I am in Australia, it is actually hot. It's quite hot. The, um, temperature wise, uh, I think it is 30 something degrees for sure. It is, oh, it's not that hot. Actually it's 26, 26 and it's a little bit cloudy, but that's still hot. 26 degrees, not Fahrenheit. I, I don't do Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what Fahrenheit is. Um, can I just say, can we just go to using the metric system instead of Imperial? I don't like, in Australia, it's a bit skewed. You know, some people talk um, Imperial and then some people talk metric. It's weird because I would rather just say I'm 190 centimeters or 195 centimeters, whatever I am, than 6'3", you know? I feel like the imperial is like such a strange measurement. Like everyone's foot's different. So like maybe I'm only four foot because my feet are bigger than the average person. It's like you have to find the average of like yards to equate a measurement where with the metric, I might have this backwards, but with metric, you just use what the measurement is. Like two centimeters is two centimeters, you know, like three yards isn't like the average of American yards or, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. It matters a little bit, but it's okay. I'll just hang on. I'll just sip my coffee. Excuse me. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter that much. It matters a little bit to me, but it's okay. But yeah, I'm really disappointed about the Marvel game. It's soul destroying. I really like the new Call of Duty though. That's a bit of fun. That's um, that's good. It's an ever growing franchise. That one. I'm still not impressed with the storyline. I don't think it was that good. I mean, you watch any like Cold War movie and it's basically the same plot. Like wasn't that good. I feel like the plot they just ripped from that um the Americans TV show. That's about like the two sleeper agents and um in America. I feel like the plot wasn't very original at all. Like yeah. It was a bit disappointing for me. I even played um on hardened which is used to be the second hardest difficulty now it's the third because they put in this realism one i feel like they put if a game that does well and has like a very very hard setting then a lot of games will just like take that page out of their book and go yeah let's have a realism setting now and now call of duty have put the realism setting in and it's not that good like you just walk and get shot and then that's it you know, like it doesn't make it enjoyable. It doesn't bring like more tacticalness to it. Like it's like, yeah, it just, yeah. It just kind of kills the game, you know, before it even starts. And because, you know, you spend six hours trying to do one part in one level, not necessarily a whole level, just one part, you know? So 
I don't mind playing on veteran. I still like playing on veteran, but I play on hardened usually when I'm just trying to feel out the campaign and like do that kind of stuff. Uh, I can't play on easy anymore for like a lot of Call of Duty games because easy is just too easy and normal's just too there. I just can't. I need to play on a little bit harder. So it like feels like more of a challenge because back in the years and years ago, back in 09, when Modern Warfare 2 came out, I finished the game in five hours on Veteran on the hardest difficulty, number two, back in 09, I reckon. And I finished it in five and a half hours. And that was, from then on, that was like the standard. The very first Modern Warfare took me six and a half. And then World at War took me seven. That was the hardest. But for me, that Black Ops, the first Black Ops and World at War, they were both Activision as well. They weren't Infinity Ward. They were both very, very hard campaigns. Very hard. Frustratingly hard. But I got through them, did it, and I'm very happy. Very happy with the outcome. But I reckon World at War was definitely the hardest um, Call of Duty campaign on veteran playing by yourself. Yeah, it was so hard. And it was so, like, enjoyable, too. Like, it was a good story, good campaign. I like the fact that they jumped from, like, the Russian one to, like, they more focused on the Pacific War instead of, like, just Nazi Germany which was awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Like it's not amazing. It sucks. But how, when Germany did invade all those countries, they just flew their flag everywhere. <laughs> like the, the Nazi symbol. I mean, I guess that might just be how it's perceived in movies and television and video games and that, but uh, that's so crazy that like Germany invaded most of Europe and then just put their flags everywhere and said, this is ours now. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. What a crazy feat. Anyway, what brings me on to Nazi Germany is I've been playing a lot of the Wolfenstein games. I played um, the the remakes on the um, Xbox. Um, what is it? Old Blood, um, New Order, New Colossus, and now I'm playing Young Blood. And the story is strong but it's not great. I think it's more, it's one of those games that's a guilty pleasure you can drop in, drop out of. You don't have to be too invested into it to kind of know what's going on. If you've got a rough idea of the story of Wolfenstein, I haven't finished Youngblood, so I'm, I think I'm in the last stages now. Um, but it's it's interesting that they've taken the brutality of the whole game and then they've turned it into um, like a co-op one now. Now you can play the campaign as like the main character's um, two kids. Yeah, it's not really a spoiler. It kind of shows it in the trailer of the game and that. But anyway, you play as like the two kids and that's pretty cool. Yeah. It definitely makes it a little bit more, um, not necessarily challenging, but it gives it another element of like backup. You know, like it's one of those games that gives you 
an AI and the AI actually does something most of the time, you know, and the AI communicates as well. Like it tells you what enemy it's going to attack and that kind of stuff. So it um, kind of works hand in hand. It makes it a bit, um, a bit easier to work it out instead of you just like, like Call of Duty is like the biggest example of like, um, NPCs just being absolute rubbish, you know, like they run into the firefight to throw a grenade and then they just run back <laughs> and they just tell you what to do. And they, they don't go any further than like a meter in front of you, unless you go the further, unless you walk up, you know, and they don't shoot anything until you've shot that thing once, you know? So yeah, it's super, super frustrating. With AI on Call of Duty, specifically Call of Duty, the AI just sucks, you know? I think one of the games with the best AI is the Army of Two games. And if you're playing it single player and you can give commands to your counterpart and, yeah, he, he or, yeah, I think it's a dude. I don't think there's ever a woman, actually. Anyway, uh, you can give it, you can give him specific commands and it'll do it to the T and actually take the pressure away from you, which is actually, um, actually works to your benefit way more, yeah, which is really, really good. Um, anyway, actually just quickly, can we just make another army two game? I know the devil's cartel wasn't like the greatest one, but can we have another one? They kind of skewed the story. They, they like really sucked the air out of the room trying to make one of the, protagonist an antagonist in the third installment of the game which really sucked you know like damn and they took away like the thing that made that game unique is like pimping the guns because you're a mercenary and you have like all this extra cash to burn you can turn your guns into like these awesome like super weapons but then in like the second and third installment it's just gold you know, there's no like cool inscriptions and like all these other cool details. It's just gold. That's it. You know, like I would have liked a little bit more thought into it. So maybe the next Army 2 game, which I don't think will happen, but fingers crossed. So that's it. There we have it. We're done. We're out showing. Um, yeah. So, well, hopefully you guys have a, um, a good day or a good night, depending on when and what you're listening to. Um, and that's it. Sorry I had to clog up your ear holes with um, genderism, but like I said, I just think it's a, a great and progressive thing and more power to anybody that is going through that comes out the other side okay you know and happy with your choices you know that's the most important thing i think as a person is just being happy with yourself and just be happy that's the that's the the greatest gift you can bestow or have within yourself and to present on the others and that's one of the main reasons why i do this it keeps me happy and hopefully you guys um get some happiness from it 
So there we are. Um, that's it. We're done. See you later.